Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Check Your Six. We're talking about the premiere and the open playoffs in the CR6 League, as well as catching you up on the recent matches from earlier this afternoon and earlier this evening for the U.S. Nationals Tournament. So today, as usual, I'm joined by Syntax, my co-host from Texas A&M, so you won't see any favorability in his bracket as we go through that challenge. But how you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good, man. These these U.S. national matches have uh, been pretty crazy, I'll tell you what. Yeah, no, I am really excited by Space Station and how they showed up, what was it, last weekend with um, the OGA Pit tournament, and they mm -hmm. came out and beat some really, really strong teams, and then, I won't spoil it right now, but they had an impressive showing tonight. Yeah, they did. Um, I'm honestly pretty surprised um, at the outcome of that match, to be honest. Yeah, and let's actually just jump right into it. So we're we're going to start with the first match of the day. So Sonics versus Tempo Storm. And if it was as surprising to you all as it was for me, Tempo Storm was not actually one of the teams that we knew about, or was it? They were recently bought out as their previous name was Two-Faced. So now we have Tempo Storm in North America. So that's really cool to see. And so Two-Faced, they won their relegation match to go into the Pro League, and Sonics was relegated out. But they had already they had qualified through U.S. Nationals and one of the qualifiers to participate in the U.S. Nationals still. So we have a team that was relegated out, and the team that was relegated in and if we look at the score, it's, it is not as favorable as you would have thought for them. And, but when you look at the scores, holy cow. Like that's 8-7, 8-7. Really, truly could have gone either way on both maps. Did you get a chance to watch any of this one? The Space Station versus uh, Dark Zero? Yeah. Or no, the yeah. Sonics versus Tempo. Oh, Sonics versus Tempo. Yeah. yeah. Um, to be honest, I was I was rooting for Tempo. Um, I, I'm, I don't want to be rude. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Sonic, so I was rooting for, for Tempo Storm. Uh, I, I kind of like the guys on Tempo Storm a lot. Um, and so... And they were really close to winning, but unfortunately, uh, Sonics beat them, which is kind of honestly surprised me a little bit. I, I thought that Tempo would have would have taken them on. So, yeah, I was really surprised too. I mean, at the end of Pro League, when Sonics had been relegated, I was I was feeling really lukewarm about them. I didn't think that they would have much gusto coming into this not knowing where their heads were at and what was going on with them um but to see them come out and put up a, a fight a really good fight against a team that kind of bulldozed their way their way into the pro league with their relegation match um i, I wasn't entirely sure what to expect from them going into this but i didn't expect sonics to win not at all yeah, especially okay. So they won. Okay, so they won border eight seven. They okay, so they won both maps eight seven, right? Yeah. Um. There was one clubhouse really. Clubhouse kind of takes me off a little bit because tempo. So they went into the split. They went into the split at three three, and I fully expected. Um tempo to go on to defense um with a little bit more spunk than they did um and then they kind of i wouldn't say they threw it but they didn't perform as well as they should have and it really cost them a bunch of rounds yeah and like when you go into that second half and you're like specifically with clubhouse where tempo storms going in 
3-3, and then they can put together a string of ma of wins. Three three of them in a row, rounds 8, 9, and 10, go in their favor. Like, that's just brutal that you can't clutch it and close it out there. Yeah, and I... Honestly, there wasn't really much to say about that match in itself, other than, like, there was just a lot of, like, like small mistakes that, that Tempo Storm made um, that would have won them the round, but ultimately costed them the round, and they they sh they shouldn't have lost 8-7 on either map. Let's put it at that, to be honest. I want to go over the bands and on this map just because I want to see if there's anything that stands out to you um, that might have be different from Sonic's previous play uh, and see if there's anything that stands out to you. So on Border, they banned Hibana, and Tempo Storm ended up banning Buck and Maestro. But then Sonic's went with the Mira ban. Um, so Hibana and Mira on border. Does that that sounds pretty standard to me? Hibana and Mira on border, yeah. Um, the reason being is Hibana can especially on border. Hibana can open up little tiny lines of sight um, around the entire map that can really be a nuisance on the defense. And so banning Hibana um, is is a pretty smart move on their part. Um, banning Mira as well is a pretty is is actually a pretty standard um, ban on border because she can be a real nuisance um, on the armory defense and she can be a real nuisance on um, I want to say the workshop defense as well. So I mean it's it's main it's actually mainly for the the armory defense because the armory defense is like the core defensive position on that map. Um, you know, you have to win that. If you don't win the armory defense, um, you know, it's just, it's bad news for your team. And so um, banning the mirror is, is smart for the attackers. If you're, if you're starting on attack, banning the mirror is a, is a pretty solid move. And then on Clubhouse, we saw them banning Maverick and Cade um, while Tempo Storm had the first ban, and they got Hibana, and then the last ban was Echo. All of that, pretty straightforward. Say that one more time. So Tempo Storm banned Hibana, first ban, Sonics went Maverick, and then Cade, and then Tempo went back to banning Echo. For, uh, you said Clubhouse? Clubhouse? Yeah. I was looking at the wrong one. Okay. Yeah, Tempest Storm ban Habana, Maverick, Cade, Echo. Yeah. Those are all pretty standard. Habana, the reason that they ban Habana um, is because it takes water, takes away a lot of utility for hatch opening, um, especially for defending um, the basement, the, the armory in Clubhouse as well. Um, if you have a Habana that, you know, if you have a Habana and a Thermite, um, you know, having that double breaching utility is going to help immensely um, for attacking that site. And if you actually if you ban Habana, you're taking away those um, that hatch opening ability because usually if they have a Thatcher and a Thermite, what what happens is they use the Habana to open up the hatches, and then Thermite will save his charges for the church wall, um, so they can get the church wall open and just and just walk in and plant right there in church so taking away the habana um is a pretty big move um taking away this the maverick banning the maverick is is a direct response to banning habana um the reason that they they're banning maverick is because so tempo storm banned habana and then doing so song was like okay so usually teams will say, okay, we're going to ban this operator, but if they ban this operator, then we're going to ban this operator. So it's a, it's a direct response. So Sonic's banning the Maverick um, is a direct response to, to banning Habana um, because whenever those Habana players are taken out of the game, they switch over to Maverick, um, which is another breaching opportunity. And so they're like, we know we don't, we don't want them to have that opportunity as well, so we're going to take away the Maverick. Um, and then Sonic's banned Cade. 
Um, the reason they did this is because they banned the Habana. Um, <laughs> this is okay. This this whole banning phase right here was a whole like was a whole back and forth, and then Tempo Storm banned Echo. Um, I think that was just because they don't want to play against Echo, but the the Maverick and the Cade or the Maverick and the Habana and the Cade were all kind of back to back chain re- like chain reaction responses. So yeah, that, I mean that makes sense to me. I mean a- after Habana, if you don't want if you want to avoid the tiny little holes that'll lead to a gotcha, Cade is a great or Maverick is a great one to get rid of. Yes, absolutely. Um, also, Maverick is a good one by default to get rid of on Clubhouse because defending Cash, um, he can he can Maverick the upper part of the Cash wall and then Maverick the bottom part of the Cash wall and then it becomes soft and then you can just Sophia charge it or or bucket and it will just come open without even without need, even needing a hard breach. I'm, I'm as we're talking, I'm looking at the stats and one thing that really surprised me is that. Tempo Storm has five collective 1vxs, and again, I wish I knew if it was 1v2, 1v3, 1v4, but having five of those is pretty nuts. But then on the flip side, if you look at Sonics, they had one of those, but then they had five plants. They were able to get on site and plant five different times. I don't think that the five 1vxs that Tempo won or the five planting maps or five planting rounds, but it kind of parallels each other. Tempo having more of that aggressive in your face gunning you down strategy, which we saw them win in relegations with. While Sonics, it almost feels like it was more of a passive play than how they were playing. They were playing more strategic and going for those plants where like they actually had that purpose of getting on site and planting and not so much trying to outgun them because I mean, Tempo Storm show themselves as some really aggressive and extremely talented gunners. Yeah, um, to be honest, I would say with Slubbin and Gomphy um, being on the Sonics, I would say that I would, that their fragging power is probably on par with each other. Um, but the thing is, is about Tempo Storm is, you know, I had done... Um, I had gone back and I had watched a lot of their VODs um, for, for various reasons, and I've noticed that Tempo Storm, or Two-Faced as they were, um, they, they rely heavily on winning, on winning rounds f- from their gunfights. They, they rely really heavily on their gun skill. Um, they're, they're not really in it to, to plant the bomb. Um, unfortunately and sonic and the sonics were i i don't think they were messing around you know especially with it being this big of a land uh they weren't messing around and especially after being relegated i think that they really needed to to show up uh they they needed to show up and they needed to win to show that they aren't just a, a washed up team um after being relegated that they're still working they need to remind people that they're still working um and they're working hard so they can get back into pro league next season so um, and also, you can tell that those one VXs that Tempo Storm got put in um, were not uh, post plant situations where they had a disable because they have zero disables. Um, there you go. So every time that the Sonics planted, they, they won the round. I guess the stats are all up, but it looks like if I go round by round, it looks like. For all the planting that they got down, not a single round was won by defusal or by the detonation. Every round was elimination. Yeah, you know, um, and that happens. Um... I mean, the, the planting the the or disabling the bomb like that enable it just forces a confrontation so like it's either going to be yeah once you get yeah yeah once you get the plant down it, it it forces confrontation um and so what happens is they get the plant down and 
tempo come they're like oh crap you know we're now in a post plant situation so they have to come and retake so they can diffuse the diffuser or destroy the diffuser um and then they got killed doing so so that's how pretty much every round ended that's enough about sonics and tempo because well we'll get to see more of sonics tomorrow as they will be playing space station gaming if i am correct Which, yes, yeah, Sonics versus Space Station tomorrow. Which I think we're going to see more of that veterancy coming through than we saw in the two uh, former relegation league teams that duking it out. But having Space Station versus Dark Zero, I really didn't think Dark Zero had much to worry about when the this match was set up um, with the last USN qualifier being done. But and just seeing how Dark Zero did in Japan, and that Space Station didn't even get to go. And they didn't make any moves. Like, they hired an analyst in all that time, and it seems to be paying dividends because between the OGA pit and now 2 owing to, uh, Dark Zero, like, that shows some incredible growth. And like we talked about earlier, the OGA pit, they beat some really talented teams. Um... I wouldn't say that it shows incredible growth as much as it shows how little practice these teams have gotten with their new players. Um, Fair enough. I think so. Dark Zero recently got two new players, as we talked about last week, and they've had approximately about two weeks of practice with these new players and getting them up to speed um, with you know their their entire you know strat book. Um, which I mean, if you if anyone has ever seen a, a pro team strat book, it's it's probably a solid like two inches thick. Like it, it's a lot of stuff, and two weeks. I would is not love to get time. my hand on that. Yeah, and two weeks is not enough time uh, to learn all of that stuff. So, um, you know, even you know, watching some of the pro players play, um, like at their house, like you know, they they sit there and they play like with their. Uh, they're they're like the on the map you know they have their strats like sitting next to them because like sometimes like they don't they don't remember exactly like what to do so they have their 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 little notebook right next to them they're like okay you know i need to do this this and this um but anyways new players little practice and honestly they did really well for not having that much practice um you know they barely lost villa they kind of got killed on coastline but um Villa, they they almost took it, and they had a. I think they had a lead, and Space Station came back and kind of took it away from them, which was a little unfortunate and disheartening. But it happens. Yeah, it looks like on Villa, Space Station came out to an early four-two lead before the, into the split, but then eight rounds, eight, nine, ten, and eleven all went DZ's way. So that was a big turnaround as soon as they got to attack. Yeah, um, and looking at the bands, especially on Coastline and Villa, so everyone, you know, people are like, oh, you know, DZ's just default bang Jackal. But what people don't understand is um, on Space Station Gaming, Bosco is, <laughs> Bosco is really good on Jackal. Like, not even just using his utility, Bosco is really good with that gun, um, and he tears it up. Um, and that was pretty much target banning Bosco essentially. I mean, it was it was half banning because they didn't want to deal with the utility, but also a a large portion of that ban was they didn't want to see Bosco on on Jackal. So, well, judging by Bosco's performance of the point seven six cost uh, going plus ten on his KD ratio, like that's. Uh pretty good and i don't think that target ban really made it that much better for them um i mean if you think about it yeah he did really good but think about if he had that utility as well yeah I so like that. not only like were they having to deal with a monster but they would have had to deal with a monster with tracking abilities so um that at least they were able to take away those tracking abilities fair enough but i mean i mean and by, all, by no means am I saying like he like underperformed and like 
uh, he did some pretty phenomenal work. And I mean, in fact, it was Bosco clutching out the 1v2 in the very last round in overtime that cinched it for Space Station Gaming. So his 25 kills is absolutely nothing to scoff at. And yeah, maybe he would have peaked 30 had he had Jackal. Yeah, there's pretty good potential for that. Um, what I was really impressed at is both Eclipse and Skiss show up. They showed up showing up, you know, like the, this is their, their debut match with, uh, with, with DZ and uh, they both top fracked. While they, the, the the veterans are sitting are are sitting comfortable on the bottom there, which uh, I thought was kind of funny. But hot and cold and mint both um, underperformed, which was pretty unfortunate. Um, but I mean, it happens. I mean, hot and cold, uh, you kind of expect to have a, a lower KD because he's a support player. Um. Same with Mint a little bit, but they kind of got destroyed. Space yeah. Station kind of kind of stuck it to them, unfortunately. Yeah, would you say Hot and Cold's performances are usually a little hot and cold? <laughs> um, honestly, no. I would say that they're actually pretty consistent. Um, Matt or hot and cold. Matt is usually he's he's a, usually a pretty consistent player. Whether you know, I don't think he's ever like super negative or like super positive. Like he does have his matches where he goes insanely positive, but for the most part, he's actually a pretty consistent player. So seeing him uh, perform like this is a pretty pretty solid rarity. I kind of wish that there was a better stat for really showing off the support role. Because it seems pretty consistent that the support player is down on the bottom of the scoreboard or near the bottom. They're certainly never on the top, at least not in these pro matches. But then you don't really get to see what they were providing for that round. And like not knowing what their support operator is round to round and what benefit that caused. Um, yeah, that's a little, little bit of a bummer that it's... It just seems like it highlights that the support role is really that thankless job. Yeah, it it really is. Um, they try to they try and give the the support guys um, a little bit of love with cost, but it still doesn't really tell the whole story. Um, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um... So, I mean, the, this just sets Space Station, my expectations for Space Station Gaming going into the next Pro League a lot higher. I mean, we can say that Dark Zero was warning to play with new players and that they were they had very limited practice time, but that doesn't take away from the fact that Eclipse and Skiss did come out and they performed. And it wasn't, perhaps, it wasn't so much the actual performance as, as it was the teamwork involved that got that needs to improve there but for space station to come around to a org like dz that was so powerful even in japan it's it's just impressive to see space station turn around like that yeah i agree um so i think so space station plays sonics tomorrow and then um reciprocity who just beat Luminosity, um, which is also a really good match. I don't know if anyone, any of you guys caught that match, but the, the Reciprocity versus LG match was, was really good. Um, so Reciprocity won, and then the, the winner of the match is actually currently going on right now, which is G versus um, TSM. Whoever wins that match right now is going to play Reciprocity tomorrow. Um, I don't remember what time. Let me see if I can find, figure it out. It'd be interesting to see Reciprocity versus EG as it was Reciprocity's record who put them over EG going into Japan. So having this post-Japan, post-roster shifts, let's see how these two teams really stack up against each other as it was down to the numbers that made that... 
uh, final major roster happen. Like it, it wasn't like a dominant performance. It was just edging out the other one. So if reciprocity versus EG happens, it'll be maybe a little bit of a, a reckoning for EG to come out and try and take something away from reciprocity. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm just being updated by Coolbule. He's saying that TSM won. So the match is done. TSM won, and they play reciprocity tomorrow. Sometime after... So the Sonics and Space Station play tomorrow at uh, 4.30 Central Time. So probably after the, sometime after their match. So probably around uh, 6.30, I would say, Central Time. would be when they play, so... Well, there goes my theory and hoping for a grudge match. But it's still going to be really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be honest, I, I want to see TSM win. I kind of do, too. Win. I do, too. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kinda, TSM's been growing on me recently. Um, they're, they're going up there with my favorite teams. So I, I want to see them. I want to see them win. I want to see them kick ass in pro league next season so so any last thoughts that you have on u.s nationals as we go into it i don't have any stats from that last matchup yet so we can't really dive into it but uh it just wrapped up people saw how it went congratulations tsm we will see you tomorrow absolutely any last thoughts um yeah, actually, uh, I'm really surprised that TSM beat EG, which says something, because TSM doesn't have one of their key players, which is Poja Man. If you guys aren't familiar with Poge, he is probably uh, one of the best support players you will ever you will ever see uh, in pro league. So the fact that uh, they were able to beat EG without Pojo due to visa issues because he's Canadian. Obviously this is a US Nationals match. Um they had to use a they'd use a sub by the name of Timzy. Um and I they won with Timzy, so <laughs> that this that's got that's gotta say something. But something yeah, must have uh, gone right. Bo I think Bolo went right, um according to according to Coolbule. So nice. Well that's exciting. <laughs> Every once in a while, Bolo does show up. You know, Bolo is a pretty, you know, whenever he plays, he's a pretty average pro player. Um, but he does have his matches where, like, all he gets are aces. Um, I think he's got, like, more aces in one season than uh, most people do in their whole career, which oh, is geez. pretty insane. Yeah. All right. Shall we switch to CR6? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, so we have two Pro League, pro, or not Pro League, Premier League and the Open Playoffs going on right now. We are through round three, or through round two. Rounds three, four, and five will be going very quickly over the next few days, uh, and we'll hopefully crown a champion, I believe, Sunday. So that will be good. I'm hoping for a stream. If anyone gets in on that stream or gets the broadcast that, please let me know, and I will be sure to tune in, but I'm going to have to rely on the network to show that off. But let's go through okay, how so things... To clarify, clarify for the viewers or any listeners, you're saying that the are on Sunday. I'm hoping they're on the Sunday. Whole... The last thing at last I saw was that they were going through the 14th, but seeing as we have three rounds of the tournament left to go, I don't think that's all wrapping up tonight down to like the last single match. That would be like two or three rounds going in tonight. Okay. So I'm assuming Sunday. We'll make the safe assumption that it's Sunday. Okay, so cool people saying round of 16 on Saturday, round of 8 due by Wednesday. Semis and grand finals are scheduled by the teams. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Who knew all the players having all the information? <laughs> but let's go through this. So we see Akron, number one. They were 4-0 and 
in the phase two, so they're comfortably sitting at the top, having only played 64th and 33rd, and now they go on to 17th, but there was a bit of an upset uh, early on, or it wasn't an upset. We actually have a message from one of the players of UNC Charlotte, so I'm going to play that real quick, and that'll explain that matchup and how that broke down. I'm going to play it for my viewers as well. Okay, sounds good. Hi, so uh, my name's Uglymeister in CR6, and I listened to your podcast last week about the UNC Charlotte versus uh, Houston match. Um, I just wanted to clarify, Houston did not get to play Charlotte's A-team because they did not complete their enrollment verification. All right. So two things out of that message. Uh, the first thing is last week we talked about UH kind of um, falling behind and losing the matches. They didn't lose their match last week. They forfeited. Um, well, I mean, I, they did lose, but they didn't, they didn't actually play the match um, because they didn't quote-unquote, finish their enrollment verification. And that brings us to the second thing. Um, so we had talked about a couple episodes earlier about there some being some controversy uh, with University of Houston um, and some of their one of their players not actually attending the school um, and then playing off of another person's identification. From what I understand, so it was a player by the name of Panda.uh. Uh, Panda is now banned from CR6. Um, and the rest of the team, I don't know if they have a, they replaced him or not, but going into these playoffs, they were, you know, because of this whole situation, they requested a re-verification of everyone to, to make sure that everybody was actually attending their school that they are playing for. Well, it turns out that UH didn't complete their verification um so they had to forfeit their match so take that as you will i'm not going to accuse them of anything um just just take that with as a grain of salt but uh is now out of the count and i think the team that they were playing charlottesville is that what he said uh unc, UNC charlotte yeah unc charlotte's gonna move on so yeah, unfortunately, that moving on. And actually, first, thank you, Ugly Meister, for the tip and for letting me know and leaving a message on the podcast. It's really appreciated, as you guys definitely seem to know a whole lot more about what's going on than I do. And it's good to have your help making this podcast. But their run, UNC Charlotte Team A, didn't have much more of a run as they ended up getting 2 owed by Ohio State uh, just in that next round. So we actually have Akron versus Ohio State in the round of three, or round three. Let's see what else. There was actually quite this upset. UBC Gold, so University of British Columbia Gold, ended up getting 2-1, losing 2-1 to UAH Charger Blue. I don't remember that school off the top of my head. But that was a team that was in the main division, main league, who came up as they were one of the top teams in that league that got to be brought up into the uh, premier playoffs. So this is the case of the underdog definitely coming through and beating one of the top teams. Like this was number eight overall in the entire 212 teams that were participating. So number eight just lost to number 40. That's a pretty big deal. I don't think... You, myself, or Railgun, one of the community members who sent in his uh, bracket, I don't think any of us chose that to happen. I don't think any of us saw it happening. I'm trying to find it. Wait, where was it? Where is it on the bracket? Uh, match 35. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, I mean... British, British Columbia losing to... Uh, what was it? AH? UAH? UAH. University of. I gotta look that one up. Like they were, they weren't on our radar. 
They are but, now. Uh, they are, yeah, they are now. Uh, they took down British Columbia, who has uh, been reported to be a pretty, pretty good team. Uh, so, seeing uh, a number, a number, you said number forty. I can't I yeah. zoom in. Yeah, number forty, um, beating UBC is actually pretty big. So I'm, I'm really curious to see how they, how far they get. But it gets better still. Number nine, ASU Maroon lost to 41st Ole Miss Red 2-0. So it's even more drastic of a loss there. 2-0. And it's uh, it's funny that it's 8th and, and 40th and then 9th and 41st. And both of them have the 40 and 41st ranked team beating the lower, the, the higher seeded team. So going into that next round, it's 40th versus 41st. Uh, one second. Cool. Buell is saying that the match that we just talked about was a forced forfeit. Boo. <laughs> ASU and them agreed on default. Oh, this is the ASU and Ole Miss game. Oh, I see. Then default got delayed. Ole Miss forfeited on default. Ah, uh, it's the old, the old classic. Uh, change the change the times and try to get the other team to miss it. So, so the two O in then Ole Miss's favor is not yeah, actually true. Yeah, Ole Miss. Okay, so Ole Miss forfeited on default, then Ole Miss complained, and then ASU couldn't play on Monday or Tuesday, which they had to, um, because they were due on Tuesday night, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Default got... Okay, so ASU and Ole Miss agreed on a default time, agreed on the default time, so there's a set default time you have to play on. And then default time got delayed... And then Ole Miss had to forfeit, um, and then they complained because, you know, probably some circumstances, um, and then the staff gave into it, and then they had a choice of either they had to play on Monday or Tuesday, and then ASU was like, wow, okay, that kind of screws us because none of us can play on Monday and Tuesday. So ASU had to forfeit. Uh, that sucks. That really, really sucks. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, that we sucks. need a governing body that works with every university and have every university really buy into this esports thing. That's all we need. See? This is progress. Yeah. I mean, it's still, you know, even though this is like, what, the third season? Yeah. Uh, it's still a work in progress. You know, not everything is going to be perfect. The whole the system is still flawed. Probably a little bit more than it should be, but what can you do? Um, and you're gonna run into problems like this, and especially like, especially as college students, um, that you know, it, this is this is the problem with running the season into like after finals, like during finals or after finals, is because after finals. People, you know, like I guess college kids, you know, you know, parents buy them plane tickets home, so they have to go home. They can't be like, you know, like, hey, I, I can't, I can't take this flight home and come see you guys because I got to play this match. You know, these these students are going to go home and see their families, um, or they're going to say, I have to take a final that day or the next day. Like, there's, I can't, I can't afford to. So, um, you know, we had me and my team when I was on the team, we talked about this, saying like this. Everything needs to be said and done like before finals, um, because like during finals and after finals is just a it's it's a it's a shit show yeah. because of everything that's going on. And I, I I think that they need to to try and get everything done by finals time. 
so then, then you know that gives them you know they don't have to worry about these matches you know during finals week you know they've already got the stress of having to take these insanely hard finals and then having to deal with uh you know going home um scheduling stuff going home afterwards so yeah i mean we saw a similar problem last season with spring break how different colleges have spring break in different weeks and it's the end of another semester or a quarter or it's somewhere in around that area for some schools and so like it's it's problematic having all these breaks and like the the timelines of these things it it we have to figure out a better way to do this but in the meantime we'll keep going through this bracket and we will help contribute making this thing better uh let's see CSULB took on Trine University in the first round, beat them 2-0. They beat Angelo State 2-0. And so they're on to play New Jersey Institute of Technology, which I think everyone saw coming uh, based off of beating the 52nd seeded Longhorn Gaming Juniper team. I don't know what the J-U-N means, but it's one of the Longhorn Gaming teams. But I think... There's a fan favorite running with Grand Canyon University, and to have them get 2-0'd by NJIT was a pretty big fan upset, I would say. It was 13th NJIT versus 20th Grand Canyon University. Oh, yeah. NJIT beat them. Was that New Jersey? Institute of Technology, I'm assuming? Yeah. Beat out Grand Canyon. Yeah, yep. I, you know, I expect Grand Canyon to go a little bit farther. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I've never heard of NGIT. I guess they're a good team. They beat out Grand Canyon, and uh, they're moving on to play uh, CSULB. Um, yeah. In this coming upcoming round of three. So, or round so three. Fourth versus 13th. And, I mean, we saw eighth lose to 40th, so... Stranger things have happened. So if if we see NJIT take out CSULB, they're going to be one of those front runners come the spring season. Yeah. Uh, as we keep going down the list, Iowa State University lost to University of California San Diego 2-0. As far as we can tell, maybe it was another forfeit. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> as we keep going down the list... This was one match I wanted to call out and hope that was a legitimate 2-0, is that 12th-seeded FIU uh, lost to New York Tech, 53rd seed. So that's 53rd out of 64. And so my assumption is that that's a forfeit. But then they also went on to beat St. Clair College, which was 44th seed. So they they have some play in them, some life in them. So we'll have to see how that really pans out. I think their real challenge is going to be UCSD. I think that's going to be that real meter to see if they really had enough gas in the tank to push through all these opponents. Yeah. Well, uh, to your liking, apparently it is legit wins. Sweet. I will take it. <laughs> I'm curious. Um, oh, go ahead. I think there should be a way for us to find out if it's a legit win or if it's forfeit. I think there's an actual Google. Sp- I need to find it again. There's a Google spreadsheet that shows each player's stats for the week. Mm-hmm. So if they don't have any stats for that week, obviously, but they have a That's win, true. obviously it's a forfeit. So I just wish Battlefy had a giant F. To show me that it was a forfeit. Show me the team that forfeit, and the other team moves on. Done. It's all yeah, good. I wish there was like a. I wish there was like a an indication saying that like a match was a forfeit or like a default win. Yeah. Uh, the as spreadsheet we... isn't being updated. Playoffs. Why not? Why would they not update the spreadsheet for playoffs? I feel like that's like <laughs> when you should start updating the spreadsheet. You know. I think every player that you seem to have in your chat needs to just start DMing me when a match finishes and they know the score, and I'll put out a weekly, here's here's what happened. Almost like a podcast, but in text form. You hear that, chat? 
do that. <laughs> uh, as we keep going through this, because there's still a lot of games to play, UCF Alpha Team number two, also 4-0 in phase three. They're cruising through their opponents. Wisconsin Red, no chance. ASU Gold. They took out Texas A&M Bravo, so hey, they were slightly underseeded, and they they beat Bravo. So I mean, we know A&M is a good place to go for R6. So there was some talent there, but uh, UCF just continuing their tradition of domination. Uh, one thing that ended up catching a, a few of or me and Railgun in our brackets was that UW Whitewater lost to uf r6 which kind of blew up my bracket a little bit so i'm a little bitter about that one uh cu colorado university boulder black i don't think there's any balking at this is a solid team and to see them go through utsaa and michigan technology technological or michigan technology something 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 uh 2-0 i think I that makes sense I remember that team because when we played them last season, their team name was like MTITC or something like that. I'm like, what in the world does that stand for? And they're like, Michigan Technological Institute of Technology College. I'm like, what in the frick, dude? Like, <laughs> I don't, I, I made that up, but like, I, it's something ridiculous like that. I don't remember what exactly the name is, but. Some of these schools need to kind of rebrand and rename because it's a little nuts. <laughs> I think this upcoming match is the one that I least expected to happen because UGA Red, UGA has just been a solid competitor this season, last season, even when I went back to season one stats to look it up, UGA has just always been there. And I mean, they're 10th seeded and they lost to... 42nd Champlain College. 2-0. Yeah. Ouch. They, yeah, well, I mean, they beat Auburn, um, and then they go on to beat UGA. UGA is... I need, I need like, a whiteboard with, like, <laughs> all of these school acronyms. <laughs> right? Here. I don't I don't know the acronyms, but they lost to UGA or they, they beat UGA. Um which they're what? Is that ten or nineteen? Ten. I need glasses. Okay, that's ten. So they're it's impressive. Go face, uh, it is it is impressive. Um, you know, and being a tenth seed is not that far off from being a seventh seed, so let's see how they do against uh against Boulder. I I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I'm still saying two one Boulder. Okay, I can see that. Uh, I think to no one's surprise, Texas A&M keeps going. Number three seed, they just kind of rolled through 62nd, 35th, and now they're, I think they're facing their first real competition uh, in University of Cincinnati. Cincinnati has really surprised me this season. Um, I mean, coming out and being 14th overall and then going through I mean, maybe a little trouble with UC Irvine White with winning 2-1, to one, but, you know, like, you can have an off map, and, I mean, we're still talking amateur competitors, so there's probably a bound to be a map or just a, a hot and cold performance kind of deal. So, I mean, take it what you will, but number three versus 14th, that's going to be a good match. It's going to be, it's going to be a good match. Um, I know that the guys have been preparing um quite extensively for this match so i'm excited to see uh what the outcome of all that practice is going to be you guys better win i yeah just don't underestimate your opponent that's that's the easy part right uh running on to the next match this one was an upset for me and i'm pretty sure this actually destroyed the lower half of my bracket was san jose losing to University of Louisville. 2-0, so 6 losing to 38th seed. Like, San Jose, like, you're number 6. You, you've you done the work, you've done the grind, you know what to expect. You know this game. Probably better than most. 
and just completely blocked it looks like yeah um i'm not too sure what happened there um but yeah i you know i mean it happens you know like as much as we get surprised with these 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 lower seeds being these higher seeds it happens because um i remember what was it our our first season first or second season like we were like we were we were we barely made it into playoffs we got we we got into playoffs with the wild card um this is the first season we got into playoffs with the wild card um and we we made it all the way into the finals um and people were just like what in the world but uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, with all these these new schools, um, you know, with without having many much many stats, um, you know, they're going to be placed these lower seeds, but they're probably really good players. So, um, seeing these these unknown schools make a name for themselves is actually pretty cool. So, University of is just is that University of Louisiana? Uh, Louisiana, yeah, you're right. Louisiana, okay. University of Louisiana. Um, I'm so okay. So they lost to Simon Fraser. Yeah, okay. that just happened. That just happened. So tomorrow, AM and Cincinnati play. So we'll see the, what the result of that is. And then they're going to play Simon Fraser. Now, so uh, that's. Yeah, go ahead. So <laughs> let me address something real quick. Cool, cool people. You're saying that they're going to underestimate you guys. I think that is not, not the case. I think it is going to be the exact opposite. Um, I, you guys have, AM has a notorious uh, reputation. There's no way that these guys um, are going to go into your match underestimating. There's no way. Especially with, uh, with AM being the grand finalist last season. Um, the and with your record and your guys's player stats there's if they take one glimpse at your guys's player stats they're not going to underestimate yeah i mean just look at the teams that you have beaten and then if they look at the stats on the, the what was it the one game you lost to UCF in the last week of phase 2 and see how close that game was there's no way that they can underestimate you. There's just like yeah. that would just be a sheer incompetence if they did that. Uh, with a sub, yeah, yeah, they did have a sub. Well, uh, stop it. UCF match. But uh, I either way, if they take a look at your guys' player stance sheet, there, there's there's no way that uh that they're gonna underestimate you. I think you guys. Before playoffs, since they stopped updating it, I think before playoffs, you guys had some crazy player stats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, you you said you 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 have a three point KD for playoffs. I, there, there's no way they're gonna under, underestimate. Yeah, this is not the Texas A and M show. You all quiet in chat. <laughs> all right, let's move on. No, enough of, enough of that talk. So uh, I do want to show off. So it was my open bracket that is in shambles, but I will show this off real quick. I hope it's legible. But we can see that I'm actually doing fairly okay. Oop. I missed the Charlotte pulling through. I was taken aback when ASU lost. Iowa State, I just went for it. UGA, yeah, thanks, buddies. I, I did not appreciate that, but if you can follow my dots, if you can follow my dots, I actually have a Akron versus Texas A&M grand final, though I give it to Akron. So maybe I am underestimating y'all. Deal with it. <laughs> hey, you said there was a, a bracket that had an Akron and and M, you said it was your bracket. Yeah, that's my bracket. Okay. So, and then so losing to Akron. Losing to Akron. 
Mine's mine the exact opposite. I have Akron A and M final, but A and M winning. It's a coin flip. We'll have to see who shows up and who's playing with a sub. Um, Akron. <laughs> I just caught that. That just caught. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I've watched Akron play. Um, and, and seeing their play style and kind of breaking down like the things they do, I, I personally think that AM is going to be Akron. Yeah. I, 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 have, I, I have actually been keeping tabs on, on Akron. So. Well, there you go. We have an analyst for Texas AM working, working the boards, working the stats. But I do want to give a, sh- a shout out to Railgun in the community. He sent in his bracket, which is up on my stream. He actually calls out an Akron UCF grand final. He had Texas A&M losing to San Jose, which of course San Jose did not even make it to that round. So his bracket is definitely kind of torn apart by his GCU pick early on and having them go the distance go very far into it so that's unfortunately put his bracket in shambles but definitely thank you for sending your bracket and for any of the matches that haven't been completed yet and if you still want to join in and see if you can get your bracket up on stream next week i am happy to still take your brackets for what hasn't been done and you can send those to me either on discord or on twitter Jake, have have the whole team fill out a bracket and send it in. I know all of your guys' freaking brackets are going to have Anim winning, but I just want to see what how you guys think the other teams are going to do. The last thing I want to show, this is my choice for the open playoffs. I want to recognize those teams who are still grinding. They may not be peak performers, but they are still going hard at it. And what you can see is that my bottom half is a complete disaster i think i only got four of i got four of the eight rounds um in the first round so 50 percent not exactly great but the problem is the one i chose to win and go far lost early on and so that sucks so that's that's how that's going i wanted to show some love for the open league playoff teams that are still going at it and just say, hey, you all are doing great jobs at making me look good when I look good and look really bad when I'm when I'm wrong. And so you're keeping really consistent with the, my theory, my my observation that as soon as you get outside of that top 12 team and you start looking at 13th versus 40th, those underdogs are actually cutting into a lot of teams' winning opportunities. So keep at it the skill gap is not that far or it's not that big so keep going never underestimate your opponent no matter what their round seeding says they are look at who they've played look at how how well they've played find those streams if you can i've found a number just by searching twitter or searching twitch and just of course just post your streams in the in the channel on discord because it helps people like me make more content, and I would love to highlight you all some more. I think that's all I can really go into right now. I think that covers all the bases that I wanted to talk about tonight. I'm trying to remember. Oh, one last thing, actually. I pulled up the final schedule for USN. So there's the times. So 13:30. Um, so that's uh, PST, time zone PSC. So 1.30 PST is Eastern Conference Finals. That That's 4.30 Western Conference Finals, according to their website. But it sounded like you might have had different times. So if there's a website that has, or a Twitter tweet that has more up-to-date times, go listen to that, probably more so than this schedule that I, I'm assuming was on a website that's out-of-date. <laughs> But there's something for you. Championships on Sunday, and there's a creator show match. So support your community, show up, and be there in chat.
wow, that was a lot to go out to go over tonight. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, we were supposed to be doing this yesterday, but uh, unfortunately, I had a, an insane migraine, so I couldn't really get on and talk. Otherwise, my head was going to explode. But um, I'm kind of glad we did it today because a lot of the U.S. national stuff went on, and we had some more updated scores for for CR6 and all that stuff. So gave us a lot more to talk about. Um, I think what is it? Uh, I think this. Either we might do our podcast early next week, or we're gonna have to delay it because I am flying out to California on the nineteenth, which is next Thursday. Um, <laughs> so we will get that. Uh, we will get that sorted out, and we will. Joe will tweet it out when we go live again. Or have another podcast. We might we might pre-record and uh, upload it. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll keep in touch. If there's not, if we have to record early next week and there's not a whole lot of movement on CR6, we may just end up pushing it and just covering it once it's all said and done and do one last CR6 show for the year, which will kind of bum me out. But in the meantime, until the spring season kicks off if anyone wants to do a team interview and just play some casuals with me carry my sorry ass around and see how bad someone can play cr6 that you had no idea could play um feel free to reach out to me i'm happy to play and get some recordings in do a short interview before we play but then just highlight y'all as a team and as personalities and who people are actually cheering for so uh, feel free to reach out and we can get something on the books to highlight some more CR6 style and personality until we get some more competitive matches going. And uh, I highly encourage uh, any teams out there to uh, to look into doing this because Joe reached out to us, I think it was the first season, second season, we did the interview with you as a team and it was actually a lot of fun. So if you guys want your team interview and... Uh, Want to get your name out there? Please contact Joe. He will do you a solid. I do try. So <laughs> that's it for the show. Uh, any last thoughts for you going into next season and maybe how you're looking forward to the new operators being incorporated? Um, I can see. I can see Wami. Wami. I don't know how. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh. People say it's Wami, people say it's Mamani, I don't know. But uh, either way, I think he is going to be a pretty... Oh wait, are you talking about the, the ones that they just um, got released out of quarantine? Goyo and Amaru? Right. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Confused. Um, Goyo is going to be really strong. I personally think that they need to change something up with his... Um, with this stuff, um, I think either they need to reduce his shields by one, or they need to. Um, someone suggested that they change the look of his shield so people know it's his shield from the front. Um, while that's fine and dandy, I think that defeats the purpose of his gadget. Uh, the purpose of his gadget is to look like a normal shield, um, so that you know they can can trick the enemy, but uh. I do think that they need to reduce a shield by one. Having three of those things is pretty ridiculous because if like another person brings a shield, like you've got, you've got, <laughs> you know, sometimes in ranked, like I go into site and there's like 10 shields, like <laughs> what in the crap, <laughs> you know, there That's are so hilarious. many shields. And then like, you know, next thing you know, there's a pool of napalm on the ground because they just detonated like five of them. So, um, I do think he needs, and he needs a, ten, a little a little bit of a nerf. Um, I don't think you'll see much Amaru um, in Pro League. She's really good for the memes. Uh, she's not really good for strategy. Um, now, I can see some teams being bold and using her every once in a while, but I don't see her actually being utilized um, seriously. Um, I, you know, I've seen some crazy strats where, you know, like right at the start of the round, you know, when teams don't expect it, people just literally just, they'll give the diffuser to Amaru and Amaru will just shoot into sight and then plant. 
like like right as the round starts so just she'll just eat right through a window into sight and plant and then hop out the window um and then 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 they've got all the angles covered from the windows so you may or may not see that you know one or two times in pro league but other than that i don't think you'll see her at all i like it i uh, now i want to see some hijinks and shenanigans go on with Maru. Yeah, she's really good. Um, not just going through windows. Um, a lot of people actually play her wrong, um, uh, because you can actually not people only think oh about Amaru with windows, right? But, but not people the hatches. Forget, but yes, the hatches. People forget that she can come straight up a hatch. Um, I've seen Amaru's come straight up the hatch in the middle of a site with a shotgun, just pop straight up through the hatch and just shotgun everyone around her because people don't expect her to just pop pop through the hatch so <laughs> maybe you'll see that who knows there's your solo queue tip of the day grab a maru go through a hatch blow everyone away don't do it every round <laughs> yes um if you bring her lmg bring her secondary shotgun if you bring her primary shotgun bring her secondary smg there you go Solid. Well, thanks for joining me tonight, and we will have to sync up next week, and we will round out CR6 all season next week, I guess, or close to. Yeah. Um, I, from what I'm hearing, I think it might be a good idea to do it on Wednesday um, because it's going to be pre, pre-semifinals. So I think it might be a good idea to talk about everything before semifinals go on. Sounds like a plan. We'll get that done then. All right, thanks for joining me tonight, and thanks for everyone joining me in my chat and everyone joining Syntax in his chat, and we will catch you all next time. As usual, if you have information or things that you want to pass on, feel free to reach out to me or Syntax, and we'll happily bring it onto the show. You can also leave messages for the podcast at anchor.fm slash checkyour6 slash message. It's always really appreciated, and again, brackets send them my way let's just join in see how everyone sees us going even if you just choose texas a&m because you're on the team 